part one of ingersoll on walt whitman from the works of robert g ingersoll volume three lecture five entitled liberty in literature a testimonial to walt whitman this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit us at LibriVox.org. This recording is by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in April 2020. Ingersoll on Walt Whitman, Part 1. Let us put wreaths on the brows of the living. An address delivered in Philadelphia, October 21, 1890. In the year 1855, the American people knew but little of books. Their ideals, their models, were English young and pollock addison and watts were regarded as great poets some of the more reckless read thompson's seasons and the poems and novels of sir walter scott a few not quite orthodox delighted in the mechanical monotony of pope and the really wicked those lost to all religious shame were worshippers of shakespeare the really orthodox protestant untroubled by doubts considered milton the greatest poet of them all byron and shelley were hardly respectable not to be read by young persons it was admitted on all hands that burns was a child of nature of whom his mother was ashamed and proud in the blessed year aforesaid candor free and sincere speech were under the ban creeds at that time were entrenched behind statutes prejudice custom ignorance stupidity puritanism and slavery that is to say slavery of mind and body of course it always has been and forever will be impossible for slavery or any kind or form of injustice to produce a great poet there are hundreds of verse-makers and writers on the side of wrong enemies of progress but they are not poets they are not men of genius at this time a young man he to whom this testimonial is given he upon whose head have fallen the snows of more than seventy winters this man born within the sound of the sea gave to the world a book leaves of grass this book was and is the true transcript of a soul the man is unmasked no drapery of hypocrisy no pretense no fear the book was as original in form as in thought all customs were forgotten or disregarded all rules broken nothing mechanical no imitation spontaneous running and winding like a river multitudinous in its thoughts as the waves of the sea nothing mathematical or measured in everything a touch of chaos lacking what is called form as clouds lack form but not lacking the splendor of sunrise or the glory of sunset it was a marvellous collection and aggregation of fragments hints suggestions memories and prophecies weeds and flowers clouds and clods sights and sounds emotions and passions waves shadows and constellations his book was received by many with disdain with horror with indignation and protest by the few as a marvellous almost miraculous message to the world full of thought philosophy poetry and music in the republic of mediocrity genius is dangerous a great soul appears and fills the world with new and marvellous harmonies in his words is the old promethean flame 
the heart of nature beats and throbs in his line the respectable prudes and pedagogues sound the alarm and cry or rather screech is this a book for a young person a poem true to life as a greek statue candid as nature fills these barren souls with fear they forget that drapery about the perfect was suggested by immodesty the provincial prudes and others of like mould pretend that love is a duty rather than a passion a kind of self-denial not an overmastering joy they preach the gospel of pretense and pantalettes in the presence of sincerity of truth they cast down their eyes and endeavour to feel immodest to them the most beautiful thing is hypocrisy adorned with a blush they have no idea of an honest pure passion glorying in its strength intense intoxicated with the beautiful giving even to inanimate things pulse and motion and that transfigures ennobles and idealizes the object of its adoration they do not walk the streets of the city of life they explore the sewers they stand in the gutters and cry unclean they pretend that beauty is a snare that love is a delilah that the highway of joy is the broad road lined with flowers and filled with perfume leading to the city of eternal sorrow since the year eighteen fifty five the american people have developed they are somewhat acquainted with the literature of the world they have witnessed the most tremendous of revolutions not only upon the fields of battle but in the world of thought the american citizen has concluded that it is hardly worth while being a sovereign unless he has the right to think for himself and now from this height with the vantage ground of to-day i propose to examine this book and to state in a general way what walt whitman has done what he has accomplished and the place he has won in the world of thought end of part one let us put wreaths on the brows of the living